I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora. Transpower is calling for quicker start power generation. Kira to you, Charlotte. Yes, uh, the national grid operator wants to see greater investment in flexible, fast-starting power generation. That's to cope with peaking demand. Well, it comes as Transpower warns of possible power cuts this winter if supply and demand can't be managed to cope with extreme conditions. It says investment in gas turbines and battery storage systems will help cope with peaking demand, but there's a shortage of those sort of uh, facilities and projects, and the country needs more of them. Chief Executive Alison Andrew told Nine to Noon, steps have been taken to reduce the risk of a repeat of winter 2021 when 34,000 households lost power on the coldest night of the year. We are now providing availability for the market on what's the residual, which we weren't didn't actually have published before. The residual is how much generation is left over above what we believe is going to be required to meet the peak. And as a system operator, we like having a residual that's in addition to the reserves the market carries. We like having a residual of about 200 megawatts. And we're now publishing that so that the market can see how close we're getting to our margin. If we get at that 200 or below, we will start to issue some um, advice notices to the industry calling for demand response or more generation to be offered. Alison Andrews says Transpower is also spending on upgrading the national grid to remove blockages in the network to get power to where it's needed. Well, consumer sentiment is improving, but it still remains pessimistic overall, pointing to cautious spending this year with a knock-on effect for the economy. The ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Index rose one point in January to 93.6. Anything below 100 is pessimistic, with households more positive about their current position, but less so about the future. ANZ's chief economist Sharon Zollner says the survey suggests the worst of the downturn may be over, but households are understandably wary. We are seeing the current conditions improve, and that is likely related to the cost of living pressures easing a little bit with inflation coming off. Uh, In terms of how people are feeling about the future, it's still well below average, so there is certainly uh, some wariness out there. Uh, Not surprisingly, but it's given... Um, this economists are expecting unemployment to rise over the next six months, for example, and that's obviously pretty tough on households. Sharon Zolner says the number thinking it's a bad time to buy a big-ticket item has eased to its lowest level in about 18 months, but it still suggests consumers are keeping a tight hold on spending. And staying in the retail sector, despite that caution, big household goods and sports retailer Briscoe Group is reporting record sales, up just 1% on a year ago. It says sales for the homeware stores and Rebel Sports hit $792 million for the year ended January. Its managing director, Rod Duke, says the flexible business model has helped it beat expectations and grow, uh, most, uh, and grow its margins. As previously announced, though, he says the full-year profit will be short of last year's result, but still probably more than $83 million. Well, high migration numbers are expected to underpin economic activity in the coming year. Economic consultancy Infometrics says falling inflation and easier labour market will contribute to cuts in interest rates in due course. Its chief forecaster, Gareth Keenan, expects the Reserve Bank to begin cutting interest rates from August onwards. It says population growth will benefit the main centres more than the rural sector.
Yeah, we've seen um, some very high migration numbers throughout 2023, and we are expecting migration to remain relatively strong through the next 12 to 18 months as well. What we have seen in the labour market is because of all those uh, people coming into the country that has increased capacity in the labour market, it's addressed many of those uh, skill shortages and worker shortages that were so problematic through 2021 and 2022 when the borders were shut, and um, employers are finding it much easier to uh, get get the staff and get the skills that they're looking for now. Well, Garth Keenan expects net migration to ease from its recent peak of more than 132,000 over the past year to around 80,000 annual gain by the end of this year. And New Zealanders expect more of the same for the economy this year, but are optimistic about the opportunities that are offered by artificial intelligence. Market research by global firm Ipsos indicates nearly three quarters of the 1,000 New Zealanders surveyed feel that 2023 was a bad year for the economy and it won't get much better in 2024. The local managing director, Karen Hercock, says people have headed into 2024 conscious of their spending, more weary than many around the world of a possible natural disaster hitting one of our major cities. Two interesting areas that have come out have been the economy and climate change. And, you know, we know that we've had a lot of severe weather events in New Zealand over 2023, but so have many other countries in the world. So inflation has been a global issue. It's remarkable how similar they are across many countries. Uh, Karen Hercock says the New Zealanders seem to be much more optimistic about the outlook uh, generally and the prospect of job opportunities. Just gone 25 past 12. Time to catch up on the markets. I'm joined by Belinda Stanley of Craig's Investment Partners. Kia ora to you, Belinda. Kia ora, Giles. Well, uh, local share market's been sort of upsy-downsy for the past week, but generally positive. How's it looking this morning? Yes, it's just mildly positive today, really following on from a, a fairly strong showing from Wall Street overnight. As those results come through, uh, the S&P, uh, S&P NZX50 is up 22 points at 11,939. Just some of those stocks you mentioned today, Briscoe's just down two cents at $4.50. Um, Sky City, that's the um, biggest performer today, up 4.5%, up $0.09 cents, um, to $2.10. Just the hat, they've increased their provisioning for the Austrac proceed proceedings going on there. So other leading stocks have got Auckland Airport just down three at eight fifty one. A two milks up five cents at five thirty two. Contact energy down one at eight twenty. EBOS is steady at thirty seven forty eight. Fletcher building up five at four fifty four. We've got Fisher and Pikel up twenty two cents at twenty four seventeen. Infratools up eleven at ten sixty four. Meridian down eight at five fifty one. Main freight down a dollar thirteen at seventy thirty two. Port of Tauron is up to at 5.35, Ryman down 3 at 5.75, and we've got Spark up 3 at 5.33. Right, how's Australia opened up? Well, they're a lot stronger today. They're up uh, 55 points, 7,643. That's about three quarters of a percent. And most stocks trading a little bit higher there. We've got uh, BHP up 33 at 47.44. CSL's up $2.40 at 2.9916. Rio Tinto's up 52 cents at 132.81. Uh, we've got Westpac up 11 at 23.88 and zero there up a dollar two at 110 dollars and 37 cents. Which takes us to the New Zealand dollar. Just a little bit higher today against the US dollar at 0.6145, against the Australian dollar steady at 0.9346, uh, the euros at 0.5648. 
the pound, 0.4820, the yen, 89.95, and yuan is up slightly at 4.414. Just the holy trinity, interest rates, oil and gold. So 90-day bank bills, they're steady at 5.71%. That five-year swap rate's a little bit higher today at 4.247. Brent spot oil down slightly at 84.80 a barrel. And we've got gold up a dollar nine. It's currently at $2,055.90 an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Belinda Stanley from Craig's Investment Partners. We'll wrap it all together for you. News and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora.